Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of Star Spangled Eurovision. We are here. There are some songs released. It's time to talk about Eurovision 2019, officially. And so I'm here with Alex and Bart. Bart is finally back. Yeah. I honestly haven't listened to a single episode since I left. But if you did, more power to you. And if you didn't, it can be our secret. And we're mm-hmm. glad to have you back. Listen okay. to my well, beautiful voice. Alex has been here with me secret. the whole time. <laughs> and so we know who I like better. Aww, thank you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we have our first crop of songs. Our first four songs, at least as of recording, uh, released and available for the public to listen to. Um, and we will get to that soon. Uh, but first, we have some other Eurovision news. They just announced the hosts of Eurovision. Um, the only one of whom I, I recognize is Bar Raffaele because she's like a famous supermodel and the rest I don't actually know or care about. But it's kind of cool that there's like an internationally famous name actually hosting Eurovision. I think that's a vague... Wait, her name is Bar? <laughs> vague quali- I love her. Vague qualification of internationally recognized name. I've, I've heard of her quite a bit. She was like a big thing. Okay, and the first Google image is that she was slammed for starring in a racist ad. <laughs> which is unfortunate. But, <laughs> but she is really pretty. So, I mean, I guess that's what you get when you go to Israel. <laughs> I mean, no one said this Eurovision wasn't going to be without controversy. She does have an extensive Wikipedia page. And yeah. a business and investment career. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we have... Big, big name talent in Tel Aviv. <laughs> what, what, what about the other artist or person? Hosts? Or, yeah. I don't. I have no idea who they are. Erez Tal, Asi Azar, and Lucy Ayub, who are... Well, his Wikipedia page looks like, like a really bad grinder photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great. We're talking about um, Erez Tal. His Wikipedia is not as extensive, but I'm sure he will just be... Super hilarious. I'm, I'm thinking on him and his sad grinder <laughs> Wikipedia photo. Are they going to be as like dryly, or are they going to attempt to be as funny as the Danish ones? Or so oh, look at dry this, uh, and unfunny the whole time? We have, uh, re- and the, the first reference link is, is that, that's not him, right? No, Someone condemned. No, he, he con- no, he condemned the group sex claim, which is good. <laughs> what? Oh, we go you. Okay. Well, we have four hosts. They are Bar Raffaele, Aristel, Asi Azar, and Lucy Ayub. Looking forward four to hearing a bit much. what they have to say. No, it's so it's two it's two like presenting and then two in the green room. Right. Oh, okay. So kind of the same format as before, which I think yeah. worked okay. Yeah. So the B list. <laughs> and there's only one man. Or two men. There's two men, two women. So good gender divide. Oh, and one is gay. Not the one with the grinder photo on Wikipedia, but well, another one. Uh-huh. The one who the looks like a 12-year-old. Allegedly. I'm putting it out there now. <laughs> okay. We don't speculate about people's sexuality here because this is an LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Hey, I don't have an issue with them being gay. I'm just looking at his picture. What other news do you have? I see some Okay. And also, just before we recorded, the semifinal allocation took place. So now we know which entries will compete in which semifinals and which half of which semifinal. This information at this point in time is completely useless to us because we don't have any songs or just the few songs. And so we can't really make any predictions based on that alone. I know everything I need to know. (laughs) 
<laughs> Alex's predictions right now would probably be as good as they will be in three months when she knows all the songs. I mean, he's not. She's wrong. already rooting for Italy. <laughs> and they you're not it. wrong. <laughs> Go Italy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now to the part we've all been waiting for. Four songs have been released. Albania first uh, back in December uh, came out with, um, or they had Festival of Kengis, which is their national selection. Um, and the winner of that was uh, Yonita Maliki or Jonita Maliki uh, with her song Theju Tokis. I don't speak before, Albanian. I have no before idea. you play it, you forgot to announce one thing. What? The country that's not participating this year. We're all very sad about Bulgaria not participating in Eurovision. Well, I mean, I don't think Bart's that sad, but yeah. I'm sad because I usually love Bulgaria's entries, but... I mean, I'm not like crying myself to sleep at night, but... It's fine. Any fellow Eurovision member is a loss for all of us. It's one less song in the world of cheesy European pop. Yeah, okay. True. <laughs> anyway, so to focus on the people, though, who will be in the contest, should we go to Albania? Yeah, let's start with Albania. What did we think? Um, well, first of all, just for all our listeners, we've made no progress from last year in that we still don't know how to pronounce any of their names. <laughs> and halfway through the song, we're like, wait, what is this about? <laughs> I have to translate the lyrics. Um, so apparently this song is called Return to the Land in English, which is about emigration and brain drain. Um, <laughs> and like I don't calling... think it's about brain drain. <laughs> I, well, I think it's like calling people who have been... The brains who have been drained to, like, come back to the land. I mean, it can also just be, like, people who have left to come back that aren't, like, super intelligent. I think it's just, like, coming back in general. Bring Albania I mean, back to Albania. There are many different interpretations of the song that you can take from it. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, I have to say, like, to start us off, it's kind of a classic Eurovision, like, ethnic rock song. She kind of has, like, the vocal variations and mm. stuff that... Good voice. I guess our Albanian or Balkan. Yeah, she does have a good voice. Um, there's kind of like a stoplight metro vibe thing going on behind her, which I guess is about makes sense for the emigration. Well, so like this staging just reminded me that like some countries um, put a lot more effort into like picking their general contestants because I don't know if you guys plan on seeing the video but like the staging is insane like they've obviously spent a lot of money on getting the you know effects in the background there are like three levels of staging and like lights on the ground like it's pretty elaborate considering it's like this is a national final i think we always also just assume that albania is really low-tech and poor and then we see like a real show <laughs> oh, and no, we're like you oh. said that. i did not say that yeah, no one That's what you were implying. I know. No, that's not what I'm implying. I'm saying like the fact that they're putting that much effort into it. 
not even France put that much into their semis. That's like, true. They had the stage and then they had like performers and stuff, but they didn't have like a Ooh. insane. I think Festival de Kangas is kind of like the San Remo Festival in Italy, where it's like it's its own thing. It's not like the Eurovision selection as much yeah. as it's its own kind of song contest or music festival. Mm-hmm. But then it just the winner of that ends up being the uh, Eurovision entry for Albania. Correct me if I'm wrong, dear listeners, but. They want um, people to come back because of the brain drain. So they have to put on a really good show. Um, yes, because they're coming back specifically for this. Like, yeah. if the staging ain't good, I'm going to go back to my high-tech job somewhere in Western Europe. I don't know. I I really like this. I really like the sort of folky, ancient vibe of it. Like, it, I mean, it does really reflect the lyrics, I guess. It's very kind of like, I don't know. Of what we interpret the lyrics. Of how we interpret the lyrics, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It makes sense. Um, I, I don't know. I think Albania is kind of a dark horse a lot of the time, too. So I feel like this could do really well without anyone really thinking it will. Kind of like last year. Or really well, I would say is an overstatement. For me, it's kind of like solidly a bit over the pack. Like, could get into the final, could not, depending on what's around it. Well, that's kind of what we ways. thought about Albania last year. We were like, we, we dismissed it entirely. And then it came like fourth or something. <laughs> the problem with referendums these days. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, then. I guess we're moving on to the Czech Republic, um, who is sending a uh, band called Lake Malawi. I love it. Which is a terrible (laughs) name for a band of white people. Um, But yeah, and their song is called Friend of a Friend. And let's take a listen. Can you feel it? Someone sliding up and down the ceiling. Breathing. He is synchronizing. She moved back in There's not much between us now Do you know what I mean? She's only a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend She's never home as she plays in a band I don't know if you understand She's only a friend of a friend of a friend I had a dream that she walked through the door I can't recall her name anymore Please believe that I'm your man She's only a friend of a friend of a friend Do well, well this year. I don't want to make that bold a prediction because, like, I don't. I feel like this could go for like a very like tween pop vibe, but like I personally strongly dislike the song. <laughs> I mean, the song, the song is like all over the place, and I don't know who wrote it, but they deserve definitely to have some prison time. But like <laughs> that guy I wrote think it. That They're he a band. has a voice. Like he has a voice, but no, the song is like it's just like horrible. Sounds like I don't know, like it's like ten years old already, right? Like this sounds like every like indie pop song from two thousand seven that like never made it anywhere. <laughs> like the speaking part gave me goosebumps, but not like goosebumps as in oh something hot is happening. More like when I watched Hannibal Lecter, 
<laughs> talk about Fava being like, oh, creepy. Do you think he like put on a British accent or that's like the way he learned English? I don't, I don't think that's the way he learned English, honestly. There's nothing like British English. There's nothing weird, I think, to an American ear than someone who's trying to talk in a British accent that still has a foreign accent. I don't know. It sounds off and it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. And the lyrics didn't make like a whole lot of sense. No, they did not. But that's oh, that's pretty par for the course for Eurovision. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just not sure how the We Are Talking bridge is going to work like in a live audience in a very large concert hall in front of thousands of people. He's like, just going to hold a GoPro like he does in this video. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the weird British accent is like one thing and like like when you're like listening to it recorded, but like live, it's would just it just feels like it'll cut. It would be very hard to get right and not just come off as very dead. Yeah, I think I see that. if he or the band or whatever they are has like a really good stage presence and can put on a really good performance, this could do well because it's it's poppy, it's catchy. You can dance to it. There's a beat, you know. But there's I don't know. The song itself is very flat. And if there's no good performance behind it, then there's nothing going on. Prison time. Okay. Strong take. It's it's <laughs> prison time. It's no Nicholas Joseph. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you know how they say that there's a democratic backslide? Like, check, you went from Nicholas to this. Like, you're backsliding severely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> should we move on to France? I think we should stop suggesting prison time for like an ultimately <laughs> minor crime of writing a song we didn't totally love. One of only four out of 42 that are released. Hey, it can be a special Eurovision prison where all the bad song, all the bad songs and songwriters can chill. It's going to be pretty crowded. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is France. Uh, the winner of Destination Eurovision was Bilal Hassani with his song, Hua. So quick disclaimer, um, every article we have read has referred to Bilal Hassani as he, so that's the pronoun we're going to use, but if that's wrong, we sincerely apologize. Um, that said, I really want to like this song and this performance and this entry, but I don't. My, my issue with it is like, so I didn't see both semis, but I saw the semi that he was in. And based on this performance and the one that I saw during the first semi was his voice is just not very powerful. Yeah. And I feel like his personality is and that's what really drove him. But like in terms of like his vocal abilities, they're just like really not as strong as they should be, especially for the song. And there were so many options, friends. Yeah. Like, 
they just wanted to go with a candidate that was like kind of out there. Like they were referring him to, you know, France's Lady Gaga. And like he very much has his own style and is very out there. And people love that. But in terms of the song and him singing it, I feel like he doesn't have the brain. That's the thing. It's like he's an okay singer. He's not great. And then the song is boring. And I don't think he has, honestly, at least in the performance, has enough personality to make up for either of those things. See, I honestly think that, like, if he had a more knockout voice, that, like, it's a song that could grow on you, like, a little bit like Francis last year, where, like, yeah. it isn't, I mean, last year was a little bit different, but they do have that kind of, like, French vibe of, like, a little more low-key, not as, like, in-your-face bombastic, but, like, if he had, like, a knockout voice and great stage presence, like, it could, I could definitely see it growing on me over time as, like, a sleeper hit. Um, but with that said, it's, like, he has, like, definitely, like, the, like, the genderqueer look kind of thing, and then it's juxtapose against um video from him as a child as you know like a kind of um male presenting young boy so again it's just a very it's a very cool like narrative and story it's painting and i think the song by itself could be pretty good it's just like his voice isn't really strong enough to carry it when he's going for those like high definitely difficult notes on the chorus and they did like in the semi they did have a different backdrop and he did do a different dance and i i will say that I think that he has the stage presence and when they set up the Eurovision stage, like he could potentially blow the audience away if you can make it crazy enough that people don't notice how weak his voice is. I think that like as it stands, this is kind of a knockoff Conchita Forest Rise of Phoenix. Like it's got that same sort of I don't want to call it a novelty, but like same sort of like you know, like, here's someone who you don't expect to look like they do and singing a song about, you know, basically how powerful they are, how they gain power from their their image and stuff like that. But she had the problem is voice. Conchita was mm-hmm. incredibly talented and that performance was amazing and the staging was incredible. And this just doesn't live up to it. And I don't think he in this performance shows enough of his personality to stand out from that. I think if they can find a way to really make this more like like put more of him into it and what ma- what sets him apart and what's special about him into the performance and into the staging then you know maybe this could do better but as it stands i just i don't love it it's not inspiring me very much and it just like honestly the voice is distracting from the rest of the the um, the performance and there's nothing about the performance that makes it good enough to distract from the voice but I will also acknowledge that it was a slim pickings. It wasn't <laughs> at least the summary that I saw. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if any of these are actually going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows who uh, who the people are who decide that they really want to go to Eurovision. I mean, it's definitely kind of like a self-selecting group of people. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, this is what France picked. I mean, the popular vote for him was overwhelming. Like... He was like after the jury vote, he was like fifth or something. And then when they were counting the the televotes, like other acts got like 50 points, 60 points. He got 150. He was also double digits in his semi. Yeah. So and he's like he's like really popular. He has a massive social media following in France. So I can see why, you know, one, because he's like a well-loved figure. I just want him to insert more of, I think, what makes him really popular in France into the performance. And to show the rest of Europe what he can be, because he's clearly a special, special guy, right? Like he's got, he's he's unique. Um, I, mean, I just want him in like singing boot camp. 
next four months. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, maybe you'll learn like, to hit those He has to like four. hit the pavement on performance. Okay. That that all we have to say of Bilal Hassani? Wrap up. Move to our last one for the week. Yeah. Okay. So the last one is uh, Spain, who chose uh, Miki Nunez. Um, I think he just goes by Miki for Eurovision uh, with the song La Venda. kind of been through like a whole journey on this song because it's like national performance national final performance starts up and it's like this like charismatic dude with like these like five band camp biddies like behind him <laughs> it's just like a confusing Whoa. vibe and like it honestly felt like someone like the spanish like delegation saw beyonce at coachella and was like okay like how do we do this without any african-americans a max of five people and no budget. And someone was like, I don't know, like my niece played trombone twice and they were like, great, call her up and like bring her on board. Like her and her friends are going to be so great for this performance. And then like it all starts and like you kind of have to love it. It's like so like bouncy and fun and like everyone's clapping and like these girls are like going to be superstars because they're in the background of this Eurovision performance. I don't know. It's like... I do have to love it. Um, we looked at the lyrics and I'm a little bit confused now about whether it's about like finding yourself and sticking it to the man or like about a girl in the sex trade, which like could really, really change the meaning of the song. I mean, just because the lyrics are like, they buy you because you sell yourself, like you sell yourself, but like they're more than enough for you, which I feel like is a poor translation. But I'm assuming it's like, you know, like, big big corporation is buying you and not like man on the street is buying you but like needs to be like a little bit more research done but overall it is like a fun flirty thriving song it just it reminds me of just like something that would be on glee <laughs> like it just like it's a bunch of, like he's like the coolest kid at school and he puts on a performance like at assembly or whatever and everyone's dancing i don't know it's okay so it's super fun i really love the song I'm not entirely sure what it's about because one, I don't speak Spanish and two, I'm not sure about this translation that we're reading right now. So maybe we can get an actual Spanish speaker on the podcast and to tell us what it's all about. So I got to say, as a woman, um, I'm still recovering from when Spain brought Do It For Your Lover (laughs) to Eurovision, which was, I think, traumatizing for any woman, whether or not she'd gone through trauma or not. Um, so this is 10 times better. And like, am I completely over that last entry? No, but I think that like, this was actually, I don't like, I can get behind this, even though we're not a hundred percent sure. It doesn't seem like it's negative. Like we were reading some Reddit <laughs> comments and like people didn't seem to make it 
sound like it was offensive. So yeah, go Spain! Apparently we're just really <laughs> scarred by past Spanish entries. I don't like convinced that oh, nothing yeah. can be as peppy as it seems but maybe it is and maybe it's just really happy and we're being too skeptical and it is i mean it is like a fun song i have to admit it's definitely i do like, think they're gonna get people hype oh yeah it's gonna be like really fun at eurovision and i think well it's, it's so much better than one fucking last year's spanish entry that was so oh, uncomfortable too? yeah oh my god um mm. and like the almost kissing but not really mm. and then uh do it for your lover which is just a national embarrassment what was before that oh before that was say yay which was really good no, that was amazing. That's, this is like the best one since it's then. It's like a throwback to say, yeah, just like fun, mm-hmm. carefree. Like it definitely does. Like I mean, it is like you're listening. You know, it's a Spanish song. Like it yeah. has yeah. that kind of like that like aura around it. So yeah, I mean, honestly, it was the first of these songs that I was like, I don't know, since that again when I'm like in a bad mm-hmm. mood to cheer me up. So of all of these songs, I think this is gonna do the best at Eurovision. I think this is gonna have a big con- continu- or constituency fans more than just the Spaniards who are just apparently enthusiastic about everything uh, which we found out last year at in Portugal um yeah that should be a good one I'm glad it goes to the final automatically uh and France does too oh see I'm not happy that any of them go to the final automatically but that's just me (laughs) I mean when (laughs) when other countries start paying for Eurovision too maybe we can renegotiate the deal the the deal <laughs> like the structural conversation was supposed to happen during the off season when i wasn't here to take part of it because i just want to like have a lot of hot takes on funny songs so is there anything else you want to wrap up with this so i think well that's it for the songs that we have and uh we will be coming at you i think we decided bi-weekly <laughs> um until the contest so the contest is the semifinals are on may 14th and 16th and the final will be on May 18th. Um, we'll be coming to you every other week with new entries over the next couple months. And before... So bi-monthly. The f- what? You said bi-weekly. Bi-weekly is every other week. <laughs> and like, <laughs> if we didn't map it out too well, it might become weekly at the end. So like, take it all with a grain of salt. Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, when it comes. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a surprise in your... Oh, wait, no. Queue. There is stuff I wanted to talk about. You already talked about stuff in the beginning. Okay, sorry, there's more stuff I want to talk about. I just want to talk about... There are other artists that have been announced for Eurovision that do not yet have songs. So just to go through them, Armenia is sending Serbuk, um, who was a runner-up on Armenian X Factor a couple years ago, and recently, most recently on The Voice of Ukraine. Uh, Belgium has announced Elio, um, who is also on The Voice Belgique. Um, the song will be written by the same guy who wrote City Lights. So it should be pretty good, I think. Uh, there's a lot of potential there already. Uh, Cyprus is sending Tamta, who is a big Greek pop star who is of Georgian descent also, I believe. Turns out she was actually offered the gig last year to sing Fuego, uh, but then refused because of scheduling issues. So we sent they sent Eleni, uh, who did amazing and we're sad she didn't win still not over it still not over it forget uh macedonia will be sending (laughs) macedonia will be sending tamara tadevska who um has actually competed in eurovision before as part of a trio um in 2008 with the song let me love you which i watched earlier and is bad um so i no longer have any good expectations for macedonia even though i normally love their 
I mean, their entries. Well, she's had 11 years to improve. Okay. So, well, she was also... <laughs> she's learned a lot. She has backup, more hope than Bilal. That's yeah. all we're saying. She was also the backup singer for her sister, Tiana, in 2014. Did so, Tiana turn this down? I'm so confused. I don't know. Okay. We'll, see what, we'll see what happens. Uh, Malta announced its um, participant on Saturday, uh, Michaela Pache, I believe. Um, who is the winner of X Factor Malta. The Netherlands is sending uh, Duncan Lawrence, um, who participated in The Voice of Holland in 2014, then known as Duncan Demore. Um, his coach on the show is Ilse DeLong of the Common Linnets, also from the Netherlands 2014 Eurovision Act. Hopefully, Duncan, if you could hear me and you sing a country song, I am going to lose my mind. So please don't do that to me. That said, I have listened to his entries on The Voice, and I kind of love him already, and also he's really cute. So yeah, I'm rooting for Duncan. You like Eurovision country music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope it's not a country song. And finally, San Marino is sending, once again, Serhat, who uh, previously represented San Marino in 2016 with the song I Didn't Know, which is a disco creep fest oh that you God. need to watch. It and we made will my ovary shit. The link in the show notes. <laughs> San Marino was robbed last year, so I really hope they can make a splash this year. <laughs> not with Sarah Hot or not. <laughs> Sarah Hot. Have you seen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is, yes. Um, I have high hopes, but secretly I'll be hoping for them. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, we'll also post a link to the final, uh, to the full national selection calendar, um, so you can watch on your own and then tune into our podcast to hear our hot takes. And but honestly, if you decide to watch all of it on your own, then like also listening to a podcast is a bit much. You know, some people are just really into Eurovision and want to take in all the information that they possibly can. Who would be like that? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> How is a hot take additional information? <laughs> you know what? Don't alienate our listeners. <laughs> it's been a great start to the year. Can't wait to share more time with everyone. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Bart. And thank you guys for jumping in on season two of Star Spangled Eurovision. It's going to be a great season, we hope. Thank you to all the listeners for listening. Uh, once again, you can follow us on various social media platforms, facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision, uh, Instagram at Star Spangled Eurovision, Twitter at SSE underscore pod. I will be better about updating Twitter. You can send us an email if you want, starspangledeurovision at gmail.com. We're available on all the different podcast platforms. So please subscribe, please review and rate because it helps other people find the podcast. And that's it. We'll see you in two weeks.